See, what you need to do is you need to stretch out the shell. <laughs> Stu, did we stretch it good? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, stretch it out. <laughs> yes. They sound like Jake Roberts, and I'm going to whisper really smooth. <laughs> uh, and you're going to hear my breathing. This is ASMR. Stu ASMR. Stu Hart ASMR. Oh my gosh. See, I'm going. <laughs> so if you need help sleeping, just record Jeff talking a stew and then put it on a loop. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Jungle Brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The Queen rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully posable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 380 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, Jeff, knowing the humongous Star Wars fan that you are, I feel it's only appropriate. Today is Thursday, May the 4th. So, with that said, Jeff, may the 4th be with you. Oh, no, it's Mike Tyson Day because he, at the Lisp, May the 4th, it's Mike Tyson Day. Hmm. I think I would actually probably celebrate Mike Tyson Day way harder than I celebrate Star Wars Day. Pump the brakes on that one, dude. Well, I don't know. Play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, go buy a tiger. That's what everybody should do on Mike Tyson Day is go buy a tiger. Yeah, why not? But more so play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's way more fun. Do you know that that led to one of the funniest stories between you and I back in the day? What, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Yes. Do you remember that? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Go ahead. So Scott had the code. He got a code from his friend to skip everybody. Skip Glass Joe, uh, the King Hippo guy, everything. So to to Papinski. So to Papinski to go straight to Mike Tyson. So I said, hey, Scott, would you be willing to share the code with me so I can try and face Tyson? Yeah, I like how you make yourself seem all polite when you asked. I was polite. It, hmm. No, it, it wasn't anything like, hey, dude, give me the code for Tyson. It may have been something like that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Proceed. So anyways, I said, hey, dude, would you be willing to give me the code to go straight to Mike Tyson so I could face Tyson? Because I hadn't seen Mike Tyson in the game because I kept losing to like, I don't know, King Hippo or something or Soda Popinski. I don't know. Scott goes, no, I'm not giving you the code, you little jerk. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Everybody's that, the hero in their own story. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you're the, uh, you're the you're the pathetic little youngster who just wants to play Mike Tyson's punch out and face Mike Tyson for the first time ever. And here's your big, mean brother holding the code. Hey, you admitted last week that you and Dave were the road warriors and used to beat the crap out of me with as a pillow with my tag team partner. Oh, why you got to bring up old stuff? We're not talking about that right now. Any hoots. So Scott says, no, I'm not giving you the code. I was like, come on, just give me the code. You're like, no, I'm not giving you the code. I proceed to walk downstairs. <laughs> now, mind you, this is a summer day. It's warm outside. Yeah, obviously we're not in school. I sit down into the parents' recliner. I pick up the landline phone and I call General Electric to call dad to see 
if dad would be willing to get Scott to give me the code. During the middle of working days, dad is now on the phone trying to get Scott to give me this code to face Mike Tyson. Yeah, dad worked in HR, by the way. He probably had some poor soul in his in the other chair that he was getting ready to like fire or promote or whatever. And here you are like, dad, Scott won't give me the code to face Mike Tyson. <laughs> I could so just see the look on his face when he got that phone call. So that's how it went in my head that day. But uh, anyways, looking back, it's absolutely hilarious because I'm on the other line because when you would pick up a landline and somebody else was on the phone, you can hear their conversation. So I remained on the phone. <laughs> I went up to like, the, I'm going to hear this. I went up to the middle landing. Scott, dad's on the phone for you, which Scott knew immediately. Oh, this little shit went and called him uh-huh. so I could give him the Mike Tyson code. Uh-huh. Scott picks up the phone. Hey, dad. Son, why aren't you giving Jeff the code to face Mike Tyson? I don't want to give him the code. You know, like Scott was. Yeah, I sound just like that. I was very young. I was going through puberty. I don't want to give him the code. You sound like Jerry Seinfeld at like 12 years old. So. (laughs) Oh, great. We have another whack packer. (laughs) Hey, I'm back. (laughs) Did did your dad give him the code? (laughs) Yeah, you stretched it out of me, Stu. (laughs) So, dad... Give Jeff the code. So Scott, reluctantly, that's hot summer day, had to give me the code to face Tyson, to which I immediately got my ass beat because Tyson was damn good in Mike Tyson's punch out on Nintendo. Which I think the next conversation was, Scott, can you help me beat Mike Tyson? (laughs) Probably. And then that was a firm, absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, you had to call dad. So guess what? You got to face him, you little jerk. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, oh, good stuff, dude. So Bothering it, mom and dad at work with crap like that. Oh, dude, we did it all the time, too. Yeah. Mom, can we go get hamburgers at 7-Eleven? <laughs> go get Slurpees. I want some Jolly Ranchers. Can we take money out of the drawer and go to 7-Eleven? She's just we... trying to work and do her thing. Dude, if I was them, I would have been like, you little SOBs. I'm here at can... work. You're chilling during the summer. Can we go down to the greenhouse to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever wrestling game over at that pizza place? Yeah, Mom, we're going to go to Shakey's Pizza because we want to play Ikari Warriors. Can uh, we take some money out of the drawer for quarters? <laughs> you little SOBs, oh. get a, go get a job. I know, right? They, dude, they must have hated us, dude. If they had caller ID back in that day <laughs> and they saw oh, our dude. parents' phone landline come <laughs> yeah. up. They're like, ignore ignore (laughs) yeah decline straight to voicemail anyways may the fourth be with you scott did you celebrate star wars day no not at all i was at work all day so i was just reading post after post after post of may the fourth be with you and so i'm completely burnt on it i just know how big of a star wars fan you are so i wanted to wish you a happy may the fourth jeff yeah iron man was so good in star wars he was fantastic in it he was always saying like live long and prosper Things of this nature. And their new movie just came out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy of the... No, it's Guardians of the Battlestar Galactica is what it is, Oh, Jeff. that's what it... Thank you. Volume thank 16. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's like KBW's Now albums. I think he's going to be up to 16 here shortly. 16 of them? Yeah. Wow. Good job, KBW, man. That guy's killing it on the Now albums. Thank you. I'm uh, back this week. Hello, everybody. Oh, oh he's back. Yes, I'm back. I feel better. I apologize to Jeff. I don't know what's going on. His phone's been going off like the past couple days, dude. It's just been going off all day. I'm not sure what's going on. His phone or his sidekick? 
His T-Mobile sidekick has been going off. Oh, I see. Okay, but did he learn a valuable lesson? I did. And what lesson did we learn, KBW? I wrote a letter to Jeff apologizing. Did you have the people at Burger King proofread it? Yes. Okay. And and Roundtable. Uh, and Roundtable. And Mount Mike's Pizza. <laughs> that dude gets around. I do. So I had them proofread the letter to Jeff. Would you like me to read it to you? I would love for you to read it to us. Story time, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> wait, wait. You, KBW, you started your letter with hi, Jeff? Yes. Okay. With what F? Hi, Jeff. This is KBW. On the night of the English teacher coming over. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a grammatical mistake. I can't finish this letter. I have to go take it somewhere. Somebody <laughs> at somebody at Mountain Mike's Pizza missed a comma or a period. I, I got to proofread the letter over again. So. God forbid they miss a period. Nice letter, dude. I appreciate it. It seemed very heartfelt. At least the beginning of it, anyway. It, it was heartfelt. Um, yeah. But I, I'm back this week, and I don't want any of my friends to be off the show either. I heard Stu was on last week, and Johnny kind of made a little bit of an appearance, too. Yeah. Yeah. We had the uh, the whole cast of characters come on board. Yes, because I was gone. So I was I was like, hey, make sure Stu comes on, and Johnny makes a little bit of an appearance, too. Yeah, Jeff, have your uh, creamy hamstrings healed from all that stretching Stu did to you last week? I love the stretchings. <laughs> I go up to kittens, and I go up to cats, and when the cats stretch when I pet them, I go, ah, they're stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, my Calgary promotion is coming back, everybody. Uh, that's the best news to give you this week is the Calgary promotion. Uh, Really? Stampede is coming back? Stampede's coming back, yes. This is fantastic news, Stu. Yes, Yes. I'm going to have all the wrestlers in. I'm going to have Brian Breaker. Oh, Breaker's coming into Stampede. Breaker, yes. That's amazing. That's so kind of you to fly him in from Oklahoma all the way to Calgary to wrestle for the Stampede promotion. Stampede promotion, yes. Nice. Are you flying him first class, Stu? Yes, and also I've been talking... To KBW, and he said he's got a hookup to get me figures. He says he knows a guy named last name Ozer or something. I don't know. Oh, I see. I'm, so I'm in. I'm going to be put in touch with this guy Ozer. Oh, cool. Uh, so we're going to have Stu Hart figures very soon. Stu Hart figures. Yes. Uh, this is going to be phenomenal. All right, we're going to go email this Ozer guy, and I get Stampede figures. Uh, All the best, Stu. And I think it's uh, great you're flying Breaker in first class. Uh, yes. Hopefully you hook him up in a nice hotel somewhere to stay at while he's in Calgary, enjoying the beautiful scenery there. That's the Whack Packers over here making an appearance this week on this week's show already. All right. Well, that was uh, quite a showing. Yes. But who knew Stu still had it in him? Anyways, if uh, anybody would like to get <laughs> any of our shirts for Pro Wrestling Tees or net. just head on over there, pick up any of our shirts. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean. You can go to Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Best thing to do is just do a Google search, and you can find any of our shows. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP at Gmail dot com sky have you picked anything up recently yeah i actually this might be one of my best hauls of recent memory that was not online ordering only the last week dude it was crazy so the day literally the day after we recorded last week it would have been friday 
I'm on lunch, so I'm just chilling at home on my phone, you know, doing nothing. You got a haul? What, what was the haul? You got a haul? <laughs> Where'd you get at lunch? Oh, what did I eat? Yeah. Did you get BK? No. I normally don't go out to eat during the week. I just come home and have leftovers. And I think the leftovers, it might have been pizza. Ooh, from where? I want to say Pizza Guys. Oh, Pizza Guys is good. Yeah, no, I'm 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 certain it was Pizza Guys. Yeah. Uh, yes. Was it pepperoni? It was. Sausage? All meat? Was it an all meat? Uh, no. Uh, no. No. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It was an Italian garlic supreme. Oh, Italian garlic and supreme. Uh, yes. Yes. Keep going. A, a few of our favorite things. It was uh, let's see, ground beef. Oh, uh, ground beef, yes. Uh-huh, pepperoni. Pepperoni, oh, yeah. Mushrooms. Uh-huh, keep going. Tomatoes. I'm rubbing my nipples, go ahead. Garlic, yeah, you get very excited about pizza. Yeah. Actually, I don't have nipples, I just have to tell people I have them. Oh, see, I would have had you pegged it like a guy that has three. You said pegged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, KBW's working blue this week, apparently. All right, you gotta get... <laughs> <laughs> Put him on timeout, dude. Uh, he's gotta go on timeout, dude. Go back to your... God damn it. Go back to your... <laughs> this, this can't be family-friendly. He's talking about Peg. <laughs> go back to your letter, you son of a bitch. All right. All right, he, he went back to his letter with Stu. Go ahead. Sorry about that. So I get a text from Tim. And he goes, dude, Tracy Target, if you're interested has the head shrinkers and SST. And immediately, interest is peaked. But then I'm like, oh man, I've already got them on pre-order. I could just roll the dice. And I told Tim, you know what, dude? I think I'm good. I appreciate the heads up, but I think I'm just going to have the pre-order go through and see what happens. He goes, no problem, dude. Just wanted you to know. And as I'm sitting there, still on my phone, I'm starting to get the FOMO. Uh-oh. I'm starting to get the FOMO because those SST figures are awesome. And who would have ever guessed that we would have gotten not only head shrinkers, but dude, SST as well. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of a deep dive for Mattel. So got to respect their game. FOMO kicks in. Next thing you know, I'm texting work going, hey guys, I'm going to be a little bit late coming in. Got something to take care of. Hightail it over to Target. Sure enough, Tim was right on the money, dude. SST and head shrinkers. I'm walking up to the register, four figures in hand. Checked out, got in the car, hit you up. Hey, dude, you want me to keep the pre-order just in case? You said, no, you were good. Canceled the pre-order. So I've got the SST and the head shrinkers. So huge thanks to Tim for that. That was awesome. Then ringside goes and puts up the Usos Ultimates. Yep. So of course, had to jump in, got those on pre-order. And while I was on, I went ahead and got that King Harley Race Elite as well. Oh, you got the King Harley Race too, huh? Added them to the cart. So yeah, used uh, the free ship code on there. So I'll have those around July. And I can't tell you how excited I am for those Usos Ultimates. They're pretty badass, aren't they? Dude, they're... there were so many good reveals. But honestly, I think they might have been my favorite. Like next to the Captain Lou reveal... But that's more of an excitement that they have access to Captain Lou now and mm-hmm. not so much for the – although the Superstars figure is great, it's not so much excitement for that particular figure, just more that, hey, they can make Captain Lou figures. But overall, in terms of like excitement about a figure, I think those Usos Ultimates, man, if that's not in our Tag Team Hall of Fame next year, I'll be shocked. 
Spoiler alert. I, I know, I know. I'm talking for next year, though. I'm, okay. I'm putting them on the ballot now. Okay. Like, it, it, they're absolutely incredible. We've seen them up close and in person. And they're everything and more from what you've seen in the pictures. I just, I can't wait for those. Oh, and then BBTS got pre-orders in for Elite 103 and the newest edition of the Ultimates. So uh-huh. I pre-ordered Roman 103 and the Elite Randy Savage from WrestleMania 7. I'm sorry, oh, okay. the Ultimate Randy Savage from WrestleMania 7. Yeah, that was one that Johnny was pissed off about, KBW's friend. He, he was mad about what? He was mad that they made the Ultimate WrestleMania 7 Randy Savage because he was in the defining moments. Oh, so the value of his figure went down, he's going to yeah. think. If you're in it to sell figures, I think, obviously, now if you're going to be selling them loose, probably not the move, right? Right. If they're going to start remaking them, you may as well get out of the selling game if you're going to be selling them loose. Obviously, in package, you're getting a different thing, but yeah, maybe don't resell your figures if you know they're going to be remaking them. Yeah, and... Let them remake them. Like we've said this a thousand That's times. That's my Let point, them... dude. Yes. As I said, if Joe Schmo two houses down missed out on the defining moment, Randy Savage, because he was late to the game of collecting wrestling figures. Now he can get the ultimate Randy Savage from WrestleMania seven. Good for him. Good for him. Yep. Let everybody in the door. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah. How about the collectors that were, not, weren't in wrestling and then just got back into wrestling who now are like, Oh, I could, they made a Randy Savage WrestleMania 7. I would love this. Yes. I have the Ringside Collectibles exclusive Macho King figure. Mm-hmm. I would love if that figure got remade so that more people could get it. Because you're right, Jeff. A lot of people weren't in the figure game. Mattel has just made it unbelievable right now to where a lot of people are coming back and going, wow, look at this. I got to buy at least one or two of these. You know, why not have those available for the newer fans that are coming in? You're 100% correct. So I'm definitely in that boat as well. Let everybody in. Give everybody the figures, man. I mean, especially that Harley. Yeah. You know, I missed out on that Harley, but even if I had one, I wouldn't care. They were remaking it. What do I care? Let everybody have it. By the way, what did you think of the Head Shrinkers and SST? Absolutely love them, dude. Love them. And I hadn't had that feeling in a while because I've been doing basically pre-order for everything. But it was that feeling of walking into the store and them actually having stuff on the pegs. Hadn't had that in a while. And I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Like, I kind of missed this, actually. So, yeah, it was great, dude. And walking up to the counter with four figures, kind of getting side eyes from people. You could tell the collectors that were walking in, too, because they're totally eyeballing up and down the stack that I got in my hands. And I'm like, that's right. Check it out. I'm holding did, head shrinkers. Did Scott say pegs again? <laughs> uh, I did get the Fat 2. Uh, special guest Sean saw the Samoan SWAT team. Fatu. Oh, nice. I do, have, I do have the Samu coming to me from Norm. So I'm good on the. I'm tempted to get the head shrinkers, but at the same time, like, I've got the Samoan SWAT team. I'm kind of good with that. Okay. But, you know, it's going to be one of those, like, do I, if I see the head shrinkers again, will I get them? Who knows? Because last time I saw them, they only had Fatu. They never right. had Samu. Right. So, anyways, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm just happy to have at least one set of. Of either head trickers or the SST. Nice. Okay, so say next autograph signing, which would probably be WrestleCon next year. Samu and Rikishi are there. You still need to get Samu on a card holder so you yep. can put the Hasbro in there. Yes, that is correct. And then are you also going to have Samu sign his SST figure in addition to Rikishi signing his SST figure? 
Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that same boat as well. I think I'm going to keep the SST mint and package, or mint on card, and then I'm going to open up the head shrinkers and put them in the Detolf. And then next year in WrestleCon, assuming uh, the SST or head shrinkers are there, when that happens, uh, I'll get the SST signed. So was scrolling through the interwebs the other night while watching the Warriors and Lakers game, game one. And I found an article. This came in from thegamer.com. And you kind of have to do a Google search, but it was thegamer.com, the 20 worst wrestling toys ever. 20? Yes. Wrestling toys. So this would include play sets or are we just talking figures? They focus mainly on figures. Now, what's funny is they said 20 and there's 30 here. So I'm not going to go over all 30. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm kind of curious, actually. Here's our top 20 worst figures. Number 30. This was really, really interesting. The reason I pulled this is because number 30 of the worst was Shawn Michaels Hasbro series. Uh, Wait, Rockers Shawn Michaels or? In the picture, they just showed Shawn Michaels with the silver and black tights. Oh, and the silver shades, which is actually one of my favorite Hasbro's. Yeah, I all right. Th- already, this article is completely completely discredited. Number thirty worst Shawn Michaels Hasbro series. Shawn Michaels was only a year or so into his singles run at the time this atrocity was produced. Oh, and, and his trademark look had not been set in stone. However, as someone who has watched way too much wrestling in his lifetime, Apparently I not. can't. I can confirm that Heartbreak Kid never put on an outfit that made him look like the Terminator, only stole the pants from that poor biker. This action figure makes him look like Stretch Armstrong heading to a Judas Priest concert. Number 29, worst, Ahmed Johnson, WWF Stomp. Okay. All right, so this dude's right back on track. I get going for cartoonish look, but have these people ever seen Ahmed Johnson from the waist down? Or did they only have a picture of his face? Ahmed was one of the most imposing wrestlers the WWF had in the mid to late 90s. He was almost a throwback to the chemical days of the 80s. (laughs) The the only way this particular action figure could ever hope to look like Ahmed Johnson was if they caught him on day 100 of a hunger strike. (laughs) So they did a valuable one, which is uh, One Warrior Nation, Marble Statue, Ultimate Warrior, Jax. Okay, yep. Yeah. So we all know about that one. So number 27, worst. Wildman Mark Merrill and Sable Manager Series. Okay, he's not wrong. The Wildman Mark Merrill looks as surprised as we are to see how bad his action figure is. <laughs> the eyes popping out of his face are reminiscent of Judge Doom, revealing he is a tune at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. If it wasn't for the fact that this particular toy is accompanied by Sable, who herself looks like she was captured mid-nap for her sculpt, <laughs> You would think that this is supposed to be Jimmy Hart in his underwear. Okay, this dude's article is right back on track, dude. Uh, so number 26, worst, Sable Jack's Pacific Collector figure. Uh, valuable, Macho Man Randy Savage on the black card. Uh, okay. the, yeah, the black card. Uh, let me get to another worst. All right, here we go. Number 24, worst, Vader, Jack's Pacific. Boy, he's really ragging on Jax. He's going after Jax on this one. If you have ever seen Vader in your life, you know that he was a very stocky wrestler, known for brutality and strength. He had a tremendous power in a barrel-chested kind of way, looking more like the guys on strongman competitions on late-night ESPN than your traditional bodybuilder. 
His action figure is obviously nothing like that, portraying him with a waistline that would make any corset aficionado think, tone it down, buddy. At least they got the mask right. Well, again, he's totally not wrong, but Jax didn't have the body styles down yet. Correct. They were still kind of figuring all that out. So it could have been better with the right kind of body, but he's he's 100% accurate on the body type. Number 23, the Roddy Piper half and half. Oh, from yeah, for Jack's. obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, he did a valuable heart foundation boxed LJN. OK, so I see what he's doing here. He basically did like a 10 valuable and 10 worst. Uh, Well, there's 30 of them. Or, I'm sorry, oh. 20, 20 worst and 10 valuable. <laughs> this one's going to get you, Scott. Uh, on this article, number 20 worst, Jake Roberts, LJN thumb wrestler. Jake the Snake Roberts might have been an intimidating wrestler, but it was because he was always sounded too calm. It gave him a cold-blooded killer demeanor. For someone who has never heard Jake speak, however, he only looked like a weird uncle. <laughs> With a mullet, a mustache, plenty of chest hair, and a doughier physique than most of his contemporaries, Jake already needed all the help he could to look like a threat. This thumb-wrestling figure does him no favor. He looks like an exotic pet shop clerk being <laughs> choked to death by his own merchandise. <laughs> Funny. That is pretty funny. Wow, he went after thumb wrestlers, dude. This guy knows no bounds. Yeah, number 18, the Chris Jericho with the uh, ringmaster with the lion. Okay, yep, I could see that. Uh, (laughs) You'll appreciate this one. Number 17, worst Rey Mysterio Flexum series. Okay, yep. Another Jax. One of those throwaway weird series that they did. This is not a shot at Mike the Cleaner. Mike the Cleaner loves these figures. But number 15, worst Sting WCW gross out wrestlers. Those are an acquired taste for sure, dude. And again, to each their own. Like, nobody's wrong about what they like or dislike. But, you know, some people really like those off-the-wall weird wrestling. Like the mutants and the monsters that Mattel did. You and I trash those 100%, right? But then we got emails from people like that one specifically. Uh, the dude who was saying that he uses it for Halloween decorations. I'm like, that's brilliant. Like, oh, Kenny? Yeah, Kenny. Exa- thank you. Um, yeah, he uses it for Halloween decorations. I got, that's such a great idea. Like, that's a perfect use of those figures where we would overlook something like that because we're like, oh, another throwaway line, you know, just throwing something against the wall, see what sticks. Somebody has a practical use for it. But outside of him using them at Halloween, like, he actually enjoys the figures. So there's something out there for everybody, but definitely the gross outs, even if we had ever seen them on the shelves, because I can't say the uh, P word anymore because KBW is apparently really keyed in on that word tonight. Um, <laughs> we would have passed on them. 100% would have passed on them. But we're the dumbasses who passed on wrestling buddies too, so. Uh, it says, I understand trying to sell more action figures of your most popular wrestler. Sting was the top guy in WCW for a long time. And if a kid already has a bunch of Sting toys, you want to find ways to sell them a few more. The problem if that Sting already had a million different ring attires, if a new model of his action figure was absolutely crucial. WCW did not need to make a zombie out of him. This one would have been right at home with my real Ghostbusters action figures, but as a wrestling toy, it's a total miss. Hmm? I can't say I disagree, but again, I, I'm not a fan of those types of figures, but dude, I mean, obviously those things were geared towards kids. They were not geared towards, you know, the mid 20, early 30 year old collector who's big into wrestling figure. That is not geared to me. That's geared toward an eight-year-old who sees this cool-looking weird sting on the shelves who's like, I've got to have that. Number 13 worst, Road Dog Jesse James Maximus Sweat. Oh. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
Number 12 were Shawn Michaels as okay, maybe I I'll, I'll just run down the rest of them. Number 12 were Shawn Michaels as Hulk Hogan. How dare you, sir? I love that figure. Don't How dare you. Don't at me. That's one of my guilty pleasures. That figure's great, dude. Number 10 worst Owen Hart WWF Stomp Series 2. Okay, he can he can take all the shots he wants at Stomp. Go ahead. He's he's taking all his shots at Jax. He's really dragging Jax here. He's just giving us ammunition for our hall of shame in the following years <laughs> right <laughs> number nine worst rob van dam and the ring giants number seven worst jeff hardy unmatched fury i actually like that one because hmm. he was in the middle of a swanton bomb i actually like that one interesting okay yeah he's got some interesting picks i don't i don't necessarily agree with all of them <laughs> number six worst sting wwe mutants okay yeah again not for everybody Number four worst, WCW Hero Heads. Do you remember those? Hero Heads? Were those the, the bobbleheads? No, they weren't the bobbleheads. So basically they were like, I, I never had one, but they're inflatable. I, I don't even want to say inflatable, but like sponge maybe? Heads that sat on top of a box. They made Hogan in the red and yellow. They made Vader. And it's just their heads. Like Herman's, not Herman's head. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen Futurama and the heads are just sitting in that liquid? Floating in the liquid, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but with take away the liquid. It's just the heads. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Number three worst, Diamond Dallas Page, Bash and Brawler, which was the the wrestling buddies of WCW. And number one worst, Andre the Giant, LJN Series 1. Well, (laughs) we have a, a very affectionate term for that one. Uh, dumpster fire face. Yep. So, yeah, I don't... But it's all nostalgia for us. It's all love. Because that figure was such a huge part of playtime as a kid with the LJNs. That, you know, it was one of those, like, it's a face only the toy collector could love. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you hated it as an adult. But as a kid, oh man, that thing was... You didn't even care that it barely even resembled Andre a little bit. You just, you had an Andre figure and you were a happy camper. But when you grow up and you start really looking at that thing, you're like, oof, <laughs> not <laughs> great. So he's not wrong about that. I don't know if I would rate that as the worst. What's shocking to me is no vibrating figures. Yeah, that's a miss on there. Yeah, maybe he was a fan of those. All right, Scott, I thought that would be a little fun. I just did a Google search. That article was actually back in 2019 that that guy wrote it. It's really interesting to get somebody else's take on the worst. Right, because we always have an honorary mention in the Hall of Fame, you know, that's the Hall of Shame, put in the worst figure, and we used to have who booked this crap, you know, where we take a line of worst, and it's always interesting and fun to hear somebody else's take. And again, he's not wrong on any of it, that's completely 100% his opinion, although he's wrong on that Shawn Michaels Hasbro. But it's always fun to read an article or see other people's takes on worst figures, because you're like, oh man, is one of my favorite figures going to be on that list? All right, what do you say we jump into the news? Yeah, let's start talking about it. Okay, so this is from KWK, Sean Ng. Some stuff came up regarding the Kamala figure. Some images were removed regarding his Kamala figure. Sean did reach out to us, and he said, when the time is right, I'll personally address it on Fully Posable. So Sean will be coming onto the show. He said, when the time is right, he goes, right now, that isn't the time. So, Sean, when you're ready to come on the show, we'll be sitting here waiting for you and you can announce what you need to announce man that's regarding sean taking down some images regarding kamala his kamala figure i should say yeah i don't want to draw any conclusions from it but 
when he had taken down images originally of somebody else, that kind of meant that figure was not being made. And obviously we don't know anything. That's just kind of drawing conclusions from the previous time this happened. But, you know, we want nothing but the best for this line. We're hoping everything's cool. Um, but yeah, definitely look forward to having uh, Sean on to kind of find out what happened with that Kamala figure and why the images have been taken down. So look forward to talking to you, Sean. Yep. When you're ready, man, just let us know. Hit us up. We'll be waiting here for you, man. All right, Scott, let's head on over to Mattel. Actually, we got a short news this week, so it's a good thing we went long with that. Uh, worst wrestling figures from thegamer.com. We've been learning from Stu. Hey, see, what you need to do is you need to stretch out the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, did we stretch it good? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, stretch out. <laughs> yes. They sound like Jake Roberts, and I'm going to whisper really smooth. <laughs> and you're going to hear my breathing. This is ASMR. Stu ASMR. Stu Hart ASMR. Oh my gosh. See, I'm going. <laughs> so if you need help sleeping, just record Jeff talking as Stu and then put it on a loop. <laughs> Please put that up on our YouTube channel. Anyways, let's head on over to Mattel. This morning, Chaz, a.k.a. Mosh, from the Headbangers, shared a post on his Instagram. He said, Headbangers have been offered a quote-unquote nostalgia contract with WWE, and now that it's been signed, we can share the news. What does that mean? Glad you asked. New action figures, video games, and who knows what else. Feeling fortunate over here. So, both him and and uh, Glenn Ruth were both signed to nostalgia contracts. I have an idea. Yes. Now hear me out. Okay. One of the most popular lines within Mattel right now is the Coliseum collection. And it's two figures in a box together, retro style packaging, right? Where are you going with this? New from Mattel, the Crunchin collection with both headbangers in the box, retro style packaging. So are they going to be Bone Crunchers? It'll be in the spirit of Bone Crunchers. That's why it's called the Crunchin Collection. Okay, okay. So they would be Ultimates, but they would yes. be called the... Okay. The I Crunchin don't ha- Collection, Ultimate Headbangers. Okay, I don't hate that. Thank you. That's a good idea. I like what you're doing there. Question is, who else do you make in that? Like, you can make Bret Hart, but like, it's going to just be another Vader, Ultimate... Undertaker, Diesel, okay. Razor. It's just an- okay, it's just another Undertaker... Just another Razor Ultimate? Yeah, but if you put them in like their looks from Jax, like have we had a red Razor yet? Or a maroon colored Razor? Um, no. Right? All right, I see what you're doing. Okay, We've had yellow Razor, but we haven't had a maroon Razor. Yes, we've had diesels that look like the Bone Cruncher. They could do a little bit darker shading on the Vader singlet. I wish they would just maybe do a little bit more of a deep dive. Well, sure. Like... Like, I would love, and I know he's un- he's under a contract with AEW, but a Crunch and Action Ultimate Gold Dust. He's under yes. contract, so that wouldn't work. That wouldn't fly. But, like, do a deep dive into that era. So do, like, a Gold Dust. Do the Headbangers. Yes. Who, who else could you throw in there? Mark Marrow the- and Sable. If they were under a deal, you could do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. But, Bob Backlund okay. and the Sultan. Okay, so Bob Backlund is available. Sultan Rikishi, is av- available. I see what you're doing. Okay, I don't hate that. I like what you're doing there. The Crunchin' Action Series. Crunchin' Collection, Jeff. Crunchin' Collection. Yes, because you can't say Bone Crunchin' Collection, so just call it the Crunchin' Collection, and you're giving us Ultimates, 
of Attitude Era guys that were made in the Bone Cruncher Jack specific line. My only thing is, is I wish that they would just do deeper dives. So like the headbangers would be a deep dive from that era. Obviously, like I know they're not under a deal. They're not available to us. You know, the co- the copy and paste response from Steve Ozer, but the head, uh, the Godwins, the Godwins. Yeah, for sure. Godwins would be perfect. Can't do the outlaws. Well, you could do road dog, but you can't do Mr. Ass. What if they did the maximum sweat collection? Jeff, do you really want to see maximum sweat make a comeback? Well, no, they'd be an ultimate farm, just like you said. Oh, boy. <laughs> ultimate maximum sweat figures. Dude, that's a hell of a crossover right there. That is... <laughs> okay, you're officially asking for too much. Now settle down. All right, all right. I'll have Sorry. you thrown out of here. Okay, so we are one day away from the stage being complete. Yeah, as of recording. Obviously, when people hear this, it'll be done one way or the other. But yes, officially right now, we're a day away. Yes, we are 28 hours away. As of right now, it is 66% funded, 3,335 backers. It's my understanding that they mentioned it on NXT Tuesday night. Dude, they got a huge bump. It, it got a push, right? Suddenly yep. they heated it up. It got a push. People were funding it. And it stalled again. It's hit a little bit of a stall point. It's going to come down to tomorrow. It really is. And obviously we'll find out We'll have the answer tomorrow, tomorrow night, I should say. But what I'm hoping for is the last push is it gets mentioned on SmackDown. Well, I'm hoping for that, but not only that, and I've actually been talking to Tim about this as well. My hope is for a last minute Hail Mary pass, dump all the figures into the 5K. <sighs> I know. And, and Mattel's already bent, right? They're like, fine, we'll give you Steiner with Ray. Right. If this thing is still sitting here on Friday at like conservatively 70%, if they say, fine, here's DDP, here's Hogan, here's Warrior, go. Give us 12 hours, and I think that thing will get funded. I don't know, man. Uh, Five figures in the stage for 400 bucks, I think that'll put it over the top. Because values there, Jeff, is what I'm saying, is when you throw three more ultimates in, you're, you're adding value. That's basically just throwing an extra hundred bucks right on top of the deal. And also, if we get this stage, then they're going to be inclined to make the raw stage. It's not right. guaranteed that that it's not guaranteed that that will be the next crowd fund. It was implied, but it, it was implied, but they never said it was the next Correct. Yes. crowd fund. Correct. But if this doesn't get funded on the nitro stage, they're going to be like, well, why would we make the raw stage when the nitro stage didn't even make it? Now, granted, Monday Night Raw, that era is very nostalgic for a lot of people. But at the same time, there's going to be that reluctancy to go, uh, hey, the Nitro stage didn't get funded. What makes you think the Raw stage is going to get funded? Right, right. Because you got to figure it's going to be a very similar price point, if not exactly the same. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Because if it takes two years again before they introduce it, obviously costs are going to have continued to climb. So we could be talking a $450, $500 item at that point. Yeah. And then, dude, you're going to look back and be like, man, that Nitro stage was quite a deal, wasn't it? All right, let's move over. We actually got one, only one question from the Wrestling Figs message board. Came in from Tanay D3X. He said, is it true that there will be a running change on the Ultimate Edition Andre belt? Steve Ozer said, correct. The strap color is changing to black. Oh, what is it, blue on the? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Got it. So there's going to be a running change on the Ultimate Edition Andre belt. Got it. I can't wait to get mine. 
Wait, are we talking about the Super 7, Andre? Or are we, talk, <laughs> are we talking about the Ultimate Edition, Andre? The Ultimate Edition, dude. Oh. Nobody's excited about the Super 7, Andre. Well, <laughs> I take that back. Nobody's excited about the yellow version of the Super 7, Andre. Except for our Hall of Shame. All right. We are going to do something different this week for the Nostalgia segment. So stick with us after this. Before we get into this nostalgia segment, what we want everybody to do is head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And what we're going to have you guys do this week is we're going to have you guys go and look at WWE Elite Series Series 1. And I'll tell you what we're doing after that. But first, mosey on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Click on that Elite Series or just use the magnifying glass up in the upper right-hand corner. Just type in Elite Series 1 and follow along as Scott and I go over these figures tonight. So again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Okay, so why are we doing Elite Series 1? Well, what I wanted to do is I kind of wanted to do a little kickback to see how these figures appreciated or depreciated in value. When Scott and I went over these at the end of 2020, I'm going to read over the prices that were then and what they are now. So I thought it'd be a little fun, nostalgic trip to kind of go over Series 1, see what the prices were when Scott and I had talked about these two and a half, almost three years ago. Yeah, about two and a half and, years ago. I mean, it was crazy, stupid COVID pricing. Exactly. And see if the figures appreciated or depreciated in value. I thought that was kind of fun. Scott sent over the prices that I had done originally back at the in December of 2020. So let's see what the prices are nowadays. So I'll kind of go over the figures first. We'll start off with CM Punk from Series 1. He came with a soft goods shirt. It was the fists that kind of came up the chest area, had the X's on the hands. We had Undertaker. He had a Polly Pocket style jacket. Edge came with a long black Polly Pocket style jacket as well. MVP came with gold chains. And last, Rey Mysterio. He came with a mask and a soft goods t-shirt. Now, Jeff Hardy was also supposed to be in this series, but he got pulled. And if you guys remember, about 13 years ago, for obvious reasons. Yep, there were a few that hit the market, though. There were some that were able to be obtained from the factory, to say the least. Yes. So I'm going to go over what the price was at the end of 2020, and then I'll give you the new updated eBay pricing. CM Punk with that shirt, the eBay price we originally talked about. Now, granted, back in the day, I was pulling figures, how many were on there and what the price ranges were. I wasn't doing the last sold accepted or last sold listing. CM Punk, there was two of them on there. One was $245. The other is $250. The new eBay price, April 14th, seller wanted $269, but accepted $268. Wow. So that price actually went up. Uh, I mean, not a whole bunch, but it did appreciate. Edge, the old eBay price, there was four each, ranging from $150 to $200. Last sold eBay price, April 27th for $150. So that stayed right about COVID pricing. Yeah, kind of holding form. Undertaker, 
the price that I pulled back in 2020, there was three of them, between $109 to $169. Last sold eBay listing was March 13th, which is Will Clark's birthday, Scott. Oh, good knowledge. Seller wanted $119, but accepted $90. Oof. So that's come down a little bit, about yeah. 19 bucks. Not a huge drastic drop, but uh, definitely dropped. Ray Mysterio with the mask and the soft goods shirt. Now, there was two on eBay back in December of 2020. One was 150 and the other was 189.95. Last sold eBay listing sold on April 1st for $76 on 10 bids. Wow, that really dropped. Which is interesting because Ray Mysterio figures always go for a lot of money. Yeah, but that one dropped a lot. I mean, so far, that's the biggest decrease. And MVP, there was two on eBay back in the end of 2020 when we did this originally. Both were buy it nows for $199.99. There were none on eBay today. Oh, uh, none for sale or no recent sold listings? No recent sold listings. Wow. Okay. That's why there's no price on MVP. Interesting. Okay. I wonder how much he's going for now, though. Like, I wonder what fair market value is. The Jeff Hardy did eventually come out from Series 1, but that came out in the updated entrance grates. Entrance grates, yes. Yep, so that one did eventually come out, but later on when yep. the Hardys came back. And- uh, the cool part is is that the packaging, uh, you're, you're talking about Elite Series 1, the new Legends packaging is going to be very reminiscent of what that Elite Series 1 packaging was. Yeah, exactly. It'll be gold and black for the Elite Legends. Yeah, so it'll have that specific color line for the Legends, but the packaging will look a lot like that. those first 10 Elite Series. Yeah, because the first 10 Elite Series, the box kind of came down on the sides and kind of filleted out towards the bottom. That's what the new Elite Legends is going to be like. New packaging for the Elite Legends will be like. Yeah, exactly. And it looks fantastic. With CM Punk, his name has been out there a lot lately. So I'm not surprised his figure went up to $268. Yeah. And like you said, they're not making many CM Punks in that specific look anymore. Right. You know, any AEW figures are going to be based off of his new look. So if you're looking for a punk with that specific look, you know, you're looking to those early WWE Mattel series. Yeah. So anyways, I thought it'd be fun to go back and kind of see what the eBay prices were. We'll get back to the regular Elite Series next week. But I just thought it'd be fun to kind of go back in time and kind of see what happened two and a half years later on those eBay prices. Yeah. See if those stupid COVID prices stuck around. And in some cases they did. Absolutely. All right, Scott, we've got a few listener questions that we got to dive into. What do you say? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. All right, Scott, first question comes in from Rink Skirts. It's not a trivia, but he says Grand's Toy Wish. Mm. What's up, Jeff and Scott? Ring skirts coming at you live from the Wrestle Cave. No trivia question this week, but instead, let's wish. Shall we? So go ahead and lay back, relax, close your eyes, and dream with me for a minute. It's 1980-something, and somewhere out in California, two young men who are avid professional wrestling fans receive a FedEx envelope that was overnighted to them from the great company known as Grand Toys, offering them jobs and asking for their input on a new toy line. The task at hand is 
to select five figures to release in an upcoming Grand Toys LJN-style wrestling figure line. You have access to the molds of all of the previously made LJN rubber wrestling figures, but you can only use those molds, and those molds can't be modified. But what you can do is re-release five figures of choice with the paint application of your choice. You get the chance to do some repaints and some re-releases. What do you think would be a killer five-figure re-released, repainted LJN line? Well, I can think of several that I would like, but I want to hear what you guys come up with. Good luck. Your jobs depend on it. Was that Ring Skirts that sent in a message? <laughs> yes, KBW, that was Ring Skirts. Yeah, he said, close your eyes, and then I wet myself, and then I lost track of what he was saying. But, uh, <laughs> get, dude, get out of here. Get out of here. Put him in his crate. All right, Scott, so we get five figures. We got to do the molds, or we get to use the molds from previous. Yes, correct. So, five figures. So you got to figure, no pun intended. It's about 1989, 1990. We've got to do new guys from that era. So you're thinking WrestleMania 5? Correct. You have your five. I have my five. Now, as Nate said, this is us coming up with five names after Grand Toys. So we did not talk about this. We all wrote, we both wrote down our five names each differently. Correct. In, in silence. In silence. In utter silence. Except yes. for KBW chewing his BK in the background loudly. He's outside watching Chappelle show. That's actually kind of funny. I it's just wish this... he'd chew with his mouth closed. Okay. Do you want to go back and forth or do you just want to announce our five names all at once? Just do a dump. Uh, yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay. So my first name is you got to have makeup demolition. So I have Smash. Okay. And he's in a Bret Hart pose from LJN where both arms are kind of down. Uh, would that be to hold the guy in kind of the finishing backbreaker move? He, or to deliver the elbow. He could do both. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that is my number one. Okay. Okay. What's yours? Uh, my first one, I went tag team. Much okay. like you, I went tag team. Uh, I went British Bulldogs. Updated look, I guess? Yes. I'm actually keeping the molds that okay. they used for the original British Bulldogs. Basically just doing a repaint to update more like their 89 look, 88, 89 look. Uh, okay. White tights with the Union Jack on the butt. Oh, you go white tights, huh? Yes. I would also include a Matilda with them. I, too, threw in another tag team, but I did not go British Bulldogs. I went the Rockers, Sean and Marty. Oh, okay. I'm interested to see what molds you used for them. So for Sean, I used Tito Santana. Okay. So that way he could he could dive off the top rope and deliver the fist. Yep. Marty would be in the big boss man pose, who also was kind of in that same... He, he had like a hand out that could also deliver a fist, but okay. obviously he would be shrunk down to be Marty's size. Okay. They would be in their purple gear. Oh, good call. Yeah, because that was kind of... They wore that one a lot when they first came in. Right. So good they call. would be in they would be in the purple gear. Oh, I like that. That's almost like a... Not an entrance great, but like a, a first appearances kind of thing. Yep. I like that. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, next one is obviously, if you're going 89, got to go Ultimate Warrior. Okay, so they did Ultimate Warrior in the Black Card series, but you're doing an updated look. Yes, I picked the Greg Valentine pose. Okay. 
which is probably the greatest LJN pose ever. Yep. And I put him in his Royal Rumble 89 gear where he had the uh, pose down with Rick Rude. And if you recall, that was white trunks. And he kind of started the red, white, and blue look there. Uh, He had the multicolored arm pad or the the wristbands on. Uh, They were like red, white, blue wristbands. And his face paint was like a white and a blue. So changing it up from the original LJN, which was like the orange look. This will be maybe pop a little bit more. Okay. I like it. My next one. Akeem. Ooh, good one. Very good. Very colorful with that gear with the blue and the yellow. Yes. That's obviously what he would be put in. Um, with the top hat. Okay. Remo- removable, of course. Very good. Very good. And he would be in the Bam Bam Bigelow pose. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he, he could still do the splash. Got it. Uh, my next one is Rick Rude. Because <laughs> you got to look, you're given a chance at redemption. You got to yeah. play that card. Yep. So to atone for the, the horror that was the original Rick Rude LJN, I put him in the Iron Sheik pose. Oh, okay. And he will be in, take your pick, either pink or neon green tights. Because obviously they're not going to go through all the work of like painting Rick Rude on the tights. I mean, if they could, that's great. Um, but traditionally he would have like his opponent's face on there if they really wanted to get crazy with it. Put like Ultimate Warrior on there. Or Cheryl Roberts. Well, if they have the rights to paint Cheryl Roberts on the tights, <laughs> they will do so. If they can make a, a wrestler face on the front, that's great. If not, just straight pink or neon green, but in the Iron Sheik pose, because then Rude Awakenings all day. So my last one is Rick Rude as well. Oh, very good. We're, we're both giving him a chance at redemption. Which is funny because we haven't put Barbarian in here. Correct. None of a, or wait, or did you? I did not. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. So I had Rick Rude. Also, he would have the green tights. Okay. But he would be in the Paul Orndorff pose to do the Rude Awakening. Okay. Got it. I was debating on that one as well. Okay. I okay. just know we had to have the arm up to hit Rude Awakenings all day. Not both hands on hips. And what's your last one? Last one is the Honky Tonk Man. Longest reigning oh. Intercontinental Champion of all time. Interesting choice. Go ahead. And I put him in the Terry Funk mold. Okay. And he would not be in his entrance gear. He would just be in his tights, baby blue tights, white boots, come with a guitar. Interesting choice. I did not think you would go honky tonk, man. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of having him in his jumpsuit just because we all know traditionally history on the show. Not a fan of playing with figures when they're in their entrance gear. Right. And that always kind of bugged me. Like unless you're doing SummerSlam 88 and you have Warrior come in and do the whole squash thing. But right. uh, I feel that Honky Tonk Man needs to be redone. Uh, in 88, 89, he was still like that top of the mid-card guy. So that made sense to me to include him in this. Uh, maybe a little bit weak on the tag team that I chose, but I've always wanted the British Bulldogs in that look as a team together, and I really want Matilda. <laughs> okay. Now, the question to you, Nate, and to actually everybody, did our line save Grand Toys LJN-style figures? Yeah, did we make a mistake not putting Hogan in there? Well, that's the thing is there was a third. There was three Hogans. There was the white and red. There was the yellow, and there was also the red and yellow. Right. So there's three Hogans. Three Andres. Three Andres. There's two Macho Mans. Well, they re-released Macho. Basically, it was the same one on the black card. Yep. Who else was big in '89? Beefcake. There were a couple of him too because he came out on the black card. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, you're you're getting re-released at that point, but so far. 
when we get notified, British Bulldogs, one release, either tag team or single. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, one release. Rick Rude, one release. Honky Tonk Man, one release. Yeah. Interesting. We did not put Barbarian. We did not make up for Powers of Pain. We did not. Interesting. We did not. We, I had to have Smash, though. I had to have Smash to finish Demolition because Demolition was a bigger tag team than Powers of Pain. Oh, three-time tag team champions. Absolutely. So had to had to complete that. No, but if you some... stretch it out like Stu Hart and you give us like uh-huh. eight names. Uh-huh. See, that, that, that gets him going, dude. He likes that. Is yeah, yeah. Like stretching. I like how he gets quiet all of a sudden, like he's falling asleep. Like it's <laughs> uh, it, maybe his voice is ASMR to himself. It's to himself. Yeah. That's how he falls asleep <laughs> at night. Starts telling exactly. himself like old road stories. I can guarantee if this was eight figures, I would have had Barbarian in there. I, I would have had Smash in there as well. Barbarian had to have been in there. He would have been the sixth if I would have, if he would have said six figures, he would have been, Barbarian would have been the sixth on there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So the way I kind of took Nate's question is we're going to continue with Grand Toys. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of like, not really like a soft relaunch, but a little bit of a relaunch. Okay. With, with names and repaints and. It just, it makes sense to me if you're going between 88 and like 89, 90, these names would have made a lot of sense. Maybe not the British Bulldogs because they were kind of being phased out, even though they were still there. In hindsight, maybe I go demolition like you did. Nate, did we do okay? What do you think? Tell us and everybody else tell us. How did we do on our LJNs? (laughs) Did we save the line? Did we rescue it like bar rescue, but with LJN figures? Okay, going deeper. Now that I'm really thinking about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pegging stretching um uh-huh. i'm thinking with axe and smash it uh-huh. might be kind of cool to do like they did with the bulldogs where basically they just mirrored the pose from one to the other you okay. can do that with smash so basically you're taking axe's pose and just mirroring it to smash like not the same but it would just be like a reverse image that, that's not a bad idea yeah no actually you know it'd be cool take out our tag teams so i would take out sean and marty you would take out the bulldogs and put demolition so do three two packs so it'd be the bulldogs demolition and the rockers yeah and those would all move those would be no-brainer easy sells for grand toys in 89 90 and then moving into 91 nate thank you very much for sending over that uh wish list uh how did we do let us know you guys let us know as well Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my, is it a, is it a bi-weekly question or a monthly question or, anyway. A few weeks ago, there was backlash on a, quote, angry wrestling vet, end quote. And he basically said in his post that wrestlers should stop taking pictures with other wrestlers they shouldn't take the quote mark pick and even though i'm i'm just a fan i look at it a little bit differently and that's because i've i have had the opportunity to meet a lot of wrestlers and it would be really unfortunate if just because i was in the business i couldn't have taken a picture with these wrestlers my question for you guys because i know you've met a lot of wrestlers too that you're happy that you've had the, did have the opportunity to meet because unfortunately now they have passed away. For me, I have four. First up is Jim Neidhart. He was the first person I seen at WrestleCon 
down in Orlando. We were on our way to the the main room, and there was Jim and his wife getting coffee at the coffee shop. Of course, got to have Scott Hall in there. When AIW brought him in a number of years ago, I was hyped because that was one of my first favorite wrestlers, and I got to tell him that. Third is Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers was a regular in Cleveland, and uh, one of my favorite matches that I got to see him in was him versus Colt Cabana. I was at a show called AIW Dead Presidents. And last but not least, none other than Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe was at the first big AIW show that I went to, uh, like their version of WrestleMania, which is called Absolution. And the Briscoe brothers were the big guests for that show. And I did the meet and greet like almost instantly. But curious to hear what you guys have to say. Catch you guys in like two weeks, a month, or I don't know. But I guess I'll take my answer off the air later. So personal opinion, if the young guys want to take a picture with the older wrestlers, I actually, of course I'm not in the business, so it's none of my, I, I guess I don't have a leg to stand on, but personal opinion. If the young guys want to take a picture with the older wrestlers, you know, their fans as well, then, you know, they let them. Agreed. And if the old guys, if the old guys are accepting like, Hey, yeah, let's jump in for a picture. You know what? I would love to hear Brian Breaker's take on this. I would view it as a sign of respect. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're trying to get a free picture out of them or anything like that. Yeah, you're or just... like get their autograph and sell it. Like you're not trying to do anything crazy like that. It's just it's more of a sign of respect, I would think. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would love to hear what Brian Breaker says about that. Yeah, for sure. And and what does that mean? Like the old timers can't take pictures with each other either. Like how dare you, Arn Anderson, for taking a picture with Lex Luger? Shame on you. You know, like what? Yeah, Brett Flair and I think Medusa and I think a couple other wrestlers took a picture at WrestleCon this past year in Los Angeles. So what? That was a no-no? Oh, Brett's such a mark. Like, come on, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's that's ridiculous to me. And a young, uh, younger guy taking a picture with a vet, to me, that's just more of a sign of respect than anything else. Like you said, they're not trying to flex or do anything crazy with it, Jeff. It's just, hey, yeah. can I get a pic? Like, I watched you as a kid. You're a hero of mine. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. But we're not in the business, so I just would, yeah, I would actually like... Yeah, I would like to ask Brian Breaker that question. I have a feeling he's going to say it was a little weird, but I'm interested to see what he says. Anyways, uh, wrestlers that I've gotten pictures with that I'm glad I was able to at that time, Roddy Piper being one. Absolutely. That was my first, foremost, number one, dude, 100%. And it was funny when you were talking, Justin, uh, Jay Briscoe popped into my head and you said the last one, Jay Briscoe. So I thought that was kind of funny because I was I usually write down uh, names or write down things on my notes. And uh, Jay Briscoe was one as well. So we got a great picture with him in New Orleans, dude. With a Kevin Steen photobomb. Absolutely. Yes. He kind of like peered his head in and (laughs) that was was such a great shot. But yeah, the Briscoes were awesome every time we got to meet them. Yeah. So I would say those two. I do have a picture with Jim the Anvil Neidhart. I'm glad I got that one. It was with him and Brett from 2005. So I was a fat Jeff at the time who loved chicken wings and Burger King and Taco Bell and Outback Steakhouse and yes, yeah. you, were big, you were a big fan of food back then. I was a very big fan, very big fan. Yes, yes. that's when you got your uh, tag team title signed, correct? Yes, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, that was a good day. Um, gosh, let's see, Harley Race. Did you get a picture or did you just get the figure signed? I got the figure signed. You took a picture while he was signing it. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh, Meet Me Gene was awesome. 
Uh, he was just chopping it up with people, having a great time. But honestly, dude, first and foremost on the list is Roddy Piper. Hands down. And, I, you know, I'll compare Kevin Owens to him because Kevin Owens is the same way. But hands down, just amazing with the people that paid money to come see him. And made sure that each and every person got their money's worth and then some when they got to talk to him. Just an amazing human being. Honestly, uh, the best of the best. Yeah. Justin, thank you for your question. All right, Scott, we've got a fun question from Josh Thompson on this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff, it's Scott. JT here back with that bi-weekly question. Got both a baseball and a video game question this week, guys. Ooh. What baseball game do you consider to be the quote-unquote no mercy of baseball video games? That's a fantastic question. To clarify, when I mean no mercy of baseball video games, I mean a game that people keep going back to no matter how old it gets. And in some cases, the game even gets modded to keep up to date. For me, it's MVP Baseball 2005. Fantastic baseball game right there. I don't know how I came across this game, but I've clearly warmed up to it. It's dynasty mode. It's very detailed with players being able to control the minor league teams as well as the main team. And the season doesn't end after one sports season. Take note, EA and other publishers. You can trade baseball players, move them up, move them down, and so on. The game is also pretty easy to pick up. It took me a while to get hitting down, but eventually I started to get a swing of things. Pun intended. I don't know what's going on with MLB The Show, other than their awesome stadium creator that's worth the jump to next gen, but if they haven't already, I really hope The Show incorporates as many features and other things from MVP05 as possible. It has everything any baseball player wants, whether it's someone who just wants to pick up and play or lead their favorite team to a championship. Josh Thompson. So I had probably four titles jump in my head immediately when it came to the no mercy, quote unquote, of baseball games. Uh, I've got Baseball Stars for the Nintendo. Good call. I've got Tony La Russa Baseball for the Sega Genesis. Oh, great, great game. I've got... Obviously, current day MLB The Show, because I play that thing all the time. And I think one of my favorite things about that game is that it incorporates my love of baseball cards into pick up and play. Easy mechanics, but fantastic graphics. Uh, You can go deep with this thing from Legends to current day. Uh, They have the Negro Leagues in there. They've got the World Baseball Classic players in there. It's awesome. And finally, Jeff, just kind of a nostalgia uh, nod to you and I back in the day, RBI baseball. Oh, you're going RBI baseball. Well, yeah, those are kind of like the titles that I would consider to be like the no mercy. Um, also, another one as well, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball for the Super Nintendo. That's what I was waiting for right there. Yes. So I kind of threw out five right there, but if I had to pare it down to just one, man, that's tough. I'm going to throw out current day because I'm still wrapped up in it and I want to go a retro title. I'm going Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, dude. Yeah, it was so funny. Scott would get home from working at Sport Mart at the time and he would get home. He would go downstairs. He would make a sandwich. He would get a huge glass of Pepsi. He would come upstairs and he would sit and play Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for three to four hours. Easy. Easy, like three, four in the morning. I'm sitting there still playing that game. Uh, absolutely. It was, it's funny thinking back because you would take me to school in the morning 
And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And you're like, oh, you're dragging ass. <laughs> Were you up late playing video games? Yeah, I was playing Ken Griffey. <laughs> you yep. would be up so late playing, dude. It was so funny. And they didn't have real players in it. So, I mean, you could pick the cities, but it wasn't real players. So it wasn't like a true MLB sim. But just the over-the-top graphics, uh, trying to figure out who was who. And I just, to this day, I have such a love for that game. And it's hard to kind of throw the others out because I do love those as well. But honestly, like if I have to pick the no mercy of baseball games, I just, I have a real soft spot for Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I have a tough time because Tony La Russa baseball was so much fun. Oh, it was deep, dude. You know the problem I had with that one? The battery kept going out and it would lose all your stuff. The battery? Yeah. Remember that yellow bit that was on the cartridge? Wasn't that like memory or the battery or something? I don't remember that one. Okay, yeah, I thought the cartridge had a little yellow bit on it. And I thought that was like the the storage or whatever. And ours kept losing our seasons. All I remember is, is that it was so detailed. You could get guys warming up at the yes. bullpen. Yes, yes. And this was on Sega Genesis. That's the first time I remember that ever coming into a video game. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, always nostalgic. But Josh Thompson, great call on MLB. Or not MLB, the show. MVP, the sh- 2005 on EA. That game was no pun intended a home run that game was so much fun because i was hot and heavy into ea at that time and that was one of the games that i couldn't put down during baseball season so if modding is something that uh you're into jt i will say that you can actually go on and download rosters for mlb the show so if you want to play as like some of the greatest teams ever there are rosters out there that you can download and you can make uh seasons out of those rosters. Like for example, a couple seasons ago, I was, was it MLB the show 19? I can't remember which one it was 18, 19, maybe even 17. Anyway, I downloaded uh, the Yankees all time, great roster and started a season with them. So I'm playing as like Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, Don Mattingly. I have Reggie Jackson and Ricky Henderson on my bench. Like it, it was insane. The guys that I had on my team, but you could go download rosters and then play against other all-star or great teams from the past. So it's it's really a lot of fun. If you're looking at getting into next gen, I would highly recommend it. I love MLB The Show. But uh, <laughs> in terms of like the GOAT, like the no mercy of baseball games, I, I think I got to tip my hat to Griffey. And that rounds out the show. And we want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can find the card and lose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, and retros. If you're on the hunt for any of those figures, head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com. All right, let's go over to our podcasting buddies. We got Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. They do everything over there. They do watch-alongs. They, man, they do a bunch of stuff over there. I can't even begin to start, but it's a fun show because they got wrestling talk, toy talk, watch-alongs, everything over there, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Breaker's side project, Rumble Wheel with Daniel Cross, where pants are encouraged but are optional. (laughs) Yes. And make sure you don't walk outside if you don't have the pants on because that can cause an issue. Yeah, Donald Duck in it is not acceptable outdoors. Correct. Well, in most places. Also, check out the TB Toy Cast. Where actually the new show just dropped in this week, Scott. It was, let me go over to my library. Whoops, that's that's actually Rumble Wheel. I didn't mean to click on that. Yeah. 
week it was Madball series with Richard Yule. Oh, nice. Richard's a great guy. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. So check that out. Download that on iTunes. Also, check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric. Of course, fun nostalgia show. Just recapping old wrestling. Fantastic show. Check out the Stolen Gimmicks podcast with Joe and Jordan. Fun show over there. It's quickly moving up my charts. I'd love to listen to right away as soon as it drops. We got the Chick-fil-A show with a different Jordan, Seth, Sheena, and Marco. We got Justin with that smooth, velvety voice over at the Wrestling Cheers. Justin, thank you for your question this week. We got RJ over at Ringside Rant. We got Marty and Rucker over at Boot to the Face. Tim is pulling up a chair with the Fig Life. And we got Soda and Ethan in the Marbles pod talking about the uh, NASCARs, uh, plural, cars. See, that's the problem with NASCAR's slogan, Scott. It's NASCAR. So it's like one car. like One car making a big left turn. Yeah, it's cars. It should be called NASCARs because there are multiple cars on a track. There's just not one. Right. Sorry, I, I have way too much time on my hands. That almost sounded like a Mitch Hedberg bit. I wish I could be a race car passenger. <laughs> hey, man, can we turn on the radio? Man, you need to slow down. You really like Tide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great joke. Also, Scott, uh, you got Drunk Wrestling History. What is it this week? Yep, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. I actually don't know what show Eddie dropped this past Friday. I think it's Vince Hates Tag Teams. Unless that already dropped. No, that one hasn't dropped yet. Okay, so that's probably the show that dropped this past Friday is Vince McMahon Hates Tag Teams. Why is that? Check us out. Give us a follow, again, on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Eddie, Adam, myself, we examine why Vince hates tag teams. Because we're drunk wrestling history where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Which is funny because back in the 80s and 90s, he didn't hate tag teams. And we get into that. Okay. All right. Yep. We totally right. dive into that. It was like we grew up in the golden era of tag teams and then watched it gradually just start sliding downhill. WWF only. Again, this is why Vince hates tag teams. Survivor Series 88 was just laced with tag teams and they yes. were, ta they, okay, I know I'm getting into a little bit of a tangent right now and it's your, it's, it's drunk wrestling history, but Survivor Series 88 was a tag team extravaganza elimination. Well, technically and 87 too. And everything after that, because it was four on fours, technically those are like tag matches. Well, I'm talking about like, if you look at Survivor Series 88, the one we were talking about with the Bulldogs and their, yeah. and their dark blue. That was Bulldogs, that was Rockers, that was Conquistadors, that was Powers of Pain, that was yeah. Demolition. I mean, these are set tag teams. This wasn't individuals paired together. Right. Like, let's, and I'm not talking, uh, let's just say like Austin and Mankind paired right. together and winning the tag team champ, or Rock and Austin or Rock and Mankind or whatever. It wasn't two single wrestlers paired together. It was a tag team. Okay, but what's your earliest memory of two singles wrestlers being paired together? And becoming a tag team in the WWF. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, do I go strike force? Okay, so we had that. Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny. After the fact, Eddie and I had that discussion. After the show? Uh, yes, after the show. And it was like, because we kind of got into that. And obviously we went Andre and Haku. Okay. But we could have gone back to strike force. The problem was Martel was a tag team guy in the WWF. He was not a singles guy. So it was almost like a half and half. Right? Because Martel was a tag team guy. Yes, he was an AWA champion, 
That was AWA. In the WWF, he had been a tag team champion with Tony Gurria years before he teamed up with Tito. Good point. Good point. So when he got teamed up with Tito, that was almost like a tag team guy taking on a singles guy. So we, we kind of skipped over Strike Force, but in a technical way, you could say Strike Force. But we actually went Andre Haku. Andre Haku. Okay. Yeah, that Mega makes Powers sense. were left out because they weren't necessarily going for tag team gold. That's a good point. That's a good point. I see now. I I, I kind of go Strike Force, and the reason I go Strike Force is because I kind of had Martel in the AWA winning the AWA Heavyweight Championship. Tito Santana was a former Intercontinental Champion. Now, when granted, you started watching, Martel was a singles guy. Correct, but in a different federation. Well, yeah, even still, like you never knew him to be in a tag team. You started right. watching wrestling well after he was a tag team champion with Tony Gurria. When you right. started watching, he was in the AWA as a singles guy. He was their champion. That's how you knew Martel. So when he came in, he was with Tom Zink. Yep. And then now, Tom Zink bounced, and then Tito became his tag team partner. So in our minds, it was Martel was always a WWF tag team guy. Okay, I know we're getting off on a tangent, but what was your first memory of two big-name singles guys winning the tag team championship? Andre and Haku. Andre and Haku? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's where we were like, okay, that's where the mold started to be broken a little bit. Okay. Is he took Damn two it. big singles guys. You could say Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. You could go that way, yeah. If you wanted to go back a little bit further, um, maybe even um, Ventura and Adonis. And you know what's funny is when you start going through the Rolodex, okay, so like you said, the mold was broken with Haku and Andre. Yeah, that's what we were trying to do is like go like later 80s, like mid to late 80s. Like that's where the mold kind of got broken, we thought. But it got back on track because it went Axe and Smash, then it went Heart Foundation, Nasty Boys, LOD. Yes. But then you get to Typhoon and Earthquake. Uh, Correct. And Money Inc. And Money Inc. Yep. So that's where things start to kind of get broken again. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, yeah. Yeah, and so we kind of go off on a whole thing about like why Vince hates tag teams and when the singles guys started teaming up and just being thrown together. And yeah, um, we also have an interesting stat from WrestleMania that shows you how much Vince hates tag teams. Oh. Yeah, so tune in for that. All right. I can't wait to tune into that. (laughs) Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork of any type, Jason is your guy. That's Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. Check out his custom artwork. Check out his custom Hasbro figures. Dude does incredible work. I can vouch. I've got his LOD. I've got his gobbledygookers. I've got the fully posable figures that he made. I love every single one of them. Jason Wolf, if you need artwork, custom figures, he is your guy. That's Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And Scott, that rounds out episode 380. Wait, yeah, anything else? (laughs) Stay safe, stay healthy, big license 2016, and happy toy hunting. Oh, wait, KBW is back. No. He wants to do the outro. Oh, this will be good. Hey. Wait, no, that was Stu Hart. Get out of here. (laughs) You guys guys are taking over the show. (laughs) (laughs) They're more over than we are, dude. I know, I know. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 380. I want everybody to read my letter. I will be posting it before I hand it to Steve Ozer next 
okay, this is taking way too long. Yeah, he's really stretching it Bef- out here. Oh, before God. I hand it off to Steve Ozer in Philadelphia next year. <laughs> I'm not thinking. He's not flying next to me, dude. And if there's any English teachers, because now I'm blocked and I lost a number, if there are any <laughs> English teachers out there that would be willing to kind of look over my letter, uh, hit me up. You don't have any social media. You have no way... <laughs> You have no email address. Your site, your T-Mobile sidekick cannot get email. Well, it, if anybody can help me out with the letter, I will be glad to pay. You have no job. So if you can, hit me up at kbw at gmail.com. You don't have any email. How is so, he going to retrieve his email? He doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have a computer. Okay, this is taking way too long. We got to go, dude. What does he go to the library? What he does, dude. This dude is like weird. He doesn't even leave the house. He sits around <laughs> writing his letter and watching BK videos and Chappelle show. I'm surprised he got up from Chappelle show. What do you leave Stu in there watching it? His back has been hurting because he sit, the way he sits in his chair. Oh, he's got bad posture. He's got horrible posture, dude. Oh no. He, yeah. He sits there with his Doritos and his BK and yeah, <laughs> anyways, it's a whole thing with this guy every single day. All right. I want to thank everybody for <laughs> Listening to episode 380, hashtag Fig Life Audios. Uh, yeah. Fully Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life Adios from the Kings.